to the Queendom, everybody, with Sam. And Genesis. Hello. How are you, my love? I'm on my period. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> That's how I am. Is that a whole mood? I mean, I think it should be a whole mood. I feel like it too. I think everybody can relate to that shit too. How are you so. feeling today? I'm on my period. Because, it, like... That sums up a lot of things. Yeah. I feel like periods are very related to, like being sassy or angry and I'm like I do have tiny stretches in my period where I'm just in a phenomenal mood and it's weird like you know, Nelson will be thrown talks off about, I have like this I think it's called the flow app or something Yeah, and it always like gives me notifications it's like do you feel like you're in a good mood today I'll like, be this in part my, of your cycle you didn't have this kind of happy hormones and blah, 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 blah. so I'm assuming like you didn't have a very well I know you didn't have a very good week a shit week. We kind of both had a shit week. And just between anxiety, which I'm sure it was onset by the fact that my period was coming. And Good old PMS, y'all. Not particularly meshing with my partner, which is a normal part of life. I have to continue to remind myself that's a very frustrating thing about being a young person being taught about relationships is that at least, now that's not for everybody because people saw their parents fight, but like my parents never fought in front yeah. of me. Like they had a very non friction mm-hmm. relationship, and that has manifested in now every time I disagree with my partner, which is a lot. I'm like, well, we should break up, and that's not true. That's not. People disagree all the damn time. We uh, also have a new puppy. Yeah, I wanted to, we need to do a it's, disclaimer because she's. Not we, but we got a new puppy. We got a new puppy. It's a disclaimer. Jen got a new puppy, aka my new first niece, y'all. She is sniffing at everything. And she doesn't ex- like the microphone. She's extremely vocal, and her dad's coming home, so she might lose her mind. We might have. We'll probably pause it during yeah. that time. Um, but no, I mean, I've been on my period and other shit, life shit. How my anxiety comes into play. You wrote a little bit this week too, didn't you? I did indeed. And then, like, listen, writing with this book is frustrating because, like, I keep wanting to move past a specific point, but then there's other details that I want to add. Are you still with the story that I read? Yes. So I'm writing two stories. Did I tell you that? No. Which I'm not going to tell you the concept for the second one on here because I'm not stupid. Yeah, but I'll tell you the concept for it later, but I started another writing prompt because I went to write the first book and then I had like writer's block hella bad. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, fuck, but I knew I wanted to write. Yeah. So I decided to start a second one so that I could jump between if I have writer's block in one, then hopefully I'll be able to get moving on the second Mm -hmm. one. And like, it's kind of like, just like to keep your inspiration moving. It's kind of like how I work in series with my art. Yeah. It's because like. I don't know how honestly people do it, like how they're just like landscape artists because like you need I to would do get a lot bored of stuff. and like yeah. I would have a block in like my creative brain yeah, and I need to start something different. Um, so I think it's good that you've started like a second one to keep it going. And I do feel like writing has been a phenomenal teacher in the fact that like you got to find motivation and that shit is not going to find you. Like to be mm-hmm. inspired to write, like I'll be like, I need to write tonight. Ugh, I don't want to. And then I will force myself and sit yes. for hours whereas before like I lived a you know I went through my little phase of like positivity and motivation finding you and just working when you find the motivation and they mm-hmm. don't tell you that when you go through that little positivity phase which I feel legitimately like is a phase in every woman's life whether they want to admit that or not every woman goes through a full-on like phase of yeah reading all the self-help books and doing yoga and having bubble baths and like no nah, that's not what this shit is <laughs> it's the ugly parts of like 
having weird random ass meltdowns at my partner because neither one of us understand why we're mad right now, but we both need to advocate for our fucking selves. Like, that's what this shit really is. But, like... I think that's part of why I really liked, as far as... Because you know me, I don't read very much yeah. in general, but, like, throughout the pandemic, like, I read... Um, not everything is fucked. The one before that. Mm-mm. You know what I'm talking about? Those, yes. I love that self-help book because it talks about yeah. how yeah. shit is not fucking bubble bass and yoga. I downloaded and, it on Audible. Oh, man. It's so great. Um, it keeps it so fucking real. Yeah, because it's not. And it's okay that you do bubble baths and yoga. No, but I just mean, recognize I still, that, like, motivation does not find you. It may find you one day, but, like, after that, you have to chase that shit. So, like, writing has been an excellent teacher in, like... Today, I was not motivated to do jack shit. I yeah. woke up sleepy already. Woke up and I was like, I got, I'm got. i supposed to cut the grass today. I'm supposed to, like, the episode that we uploaded, I thought was jacked. Yeah. I'm like, I need to you fix this episode. It was just my phone. And I wanted to do, like, I wanted to try and figure out editing the other episode. And I was just like, I don't feel like doing anything. And then I wanted to also start Allison's birthday present. Yeah. But I didn't get to, like, part of, like, any of that today. I also feel like that because you're PMSing. Well, yeah. Which is what this whole episode is. This episode, you guys, is about our aunt flow. Because let me tell you guys, every time we record an episode, one of us is on their motherfucking period. It's not me this time. It's me. It's Jen. It's not it's not good. And I'm pretty sure on episode two you were on yours again as well because we haven't been consistent with recording. We haven't. We're gonna make a schedule. But um But no, it has been And that. I'm PMSing. Like I my I feel like it's because days. we started hanging out again because remember before I was on birth control, we was well, always you're on B you're on B C so like yours yeah. is like consistent. Mine. I feel like yours is moving trying to get to mine. I don't we've think been... it's that it's just that because mine goes I'm on schedule with my my app my app tells me when my period comes and that's when it starts. Yeah, but no, it's just not been good. I feel like between fucking Mercury being in retrograde, which just oh, ended, ended, Jesus, thank and God. like I was never like super. Well, no, that's not true. But I was less tied to like how the phases of the moon and the planets affect me than I am now, only because it's just been accurate. Like people that are like, I don't believe in that. I'm like, just Let just pay attention you. for a year. And tell me if you believe a little bit more that because stuff that is shit, so real. it gets so accurate. Like if you don't believe it in it, just look at it for a minute and see if the you change shit your mind. Out of me, how accurate it is. And not only that, people was like, especially zodiacs. Like, okay, so you know, I've always been into zodiacs. Yeah. But recently, what I've been into is tarot. Yeah. Which not even recently because like even when I was a kid, I was really into like all of this hip. My parents are such fucking hippies that like I've always been into like this kind of shit. Like I used to want to be like a Wiccan when I was like in sixth grade. Lord, don't you play with the devil. (laughs) Wiccans don't do that. Don't you play with the devil, Samantha. (laughs) But like my sister, when I was like in seventh or sixth grade, she got me a tarot deck and a book. But like the way they wrote it was like very confusing. So I never really connected with it. Yeah. Danielle got me a tarot deck for Christmas. And, like, I've been obsessed with it because that shit, magic is real. Yeah. Every time I pull a card, like, that shit makes complete fucking sense. Every time I pulled a card for you, you was like, okay, I don't like how fucking accurate this shit is. Like, zodiacs, tarot, the moon phases, and all that shit is real. I feel like, yeah, every time somebody's like, I don't believe in that, I'm like, just look at it for a little while and see if you change it. Like, 
let me just let me pull a card for you and see how this resonates with you. Was <laughs> one of my kids asked, could they pull a tarot for me the other day? And I was like, no. <laughs> and it's not because I don't believe in it. It's just because I can't take no more right now. I don't need any more information. You have to ask the right questions from spirit. I genuinely feel like that my life is at such a turning point right now. And that's why I'm so tired and just on edge all the time. Yeah. Like I genuinely do feel like something big is about to happen for me. So that's why just everything is shifting in a weird, funky way. And like, yeah. I'm questioning my relationship because I'm like, is, is it going to be conducive to what's going on next? Like, is something bad going to happen? Like, well, this is what we kind of just talked about this in the podcast we just recorded. Yeah. So Gotta like, stay present. And I do grounded. need to stay present. Um, but no, definitely what's going on with the planets has not helped my PMS situation at all. It's a. And I feel like this one has just been so bad. Well, that's kind of how I felt about my last one because I don't know if it's just something I never really paid attention to before or it's just honestly just getting worse. It's just like PMS never was really a big problem for me. Like being on my period, like once the period came, it was a problem. I never had like those couple three or four days prior to the period where it was like, pre-cramps number one like you i remember never, i used to get pre-cramps that would yes. like fold me in half they were so bad well then i also have cramps when i'm ovulating to the point where i can't i fucking don't walk. have that <laughs> it's bad so i'm like can i just is not that have a side cramps? effect of pcos no or is it just a thing that you have i think it's just some women have that problem have. my gynecologist would tell me like when i'm on birth like it, when you're on birth control it helps with that pain but then it's like... Like, when I'm ovulating, I have other periods. Like, I've been nauseous when I'm ovulating, which I get during my period. I'll get headaches. I'll be really tired. Yes. But, like... Yes, all of that. The pain, Maybe once or twice, I remember having it's cramps. almost as... It, it's almost worse of a pain than my period cramps. Girl, how you gonna grow a baby? That's why I, I said what time I was like, this is a funny story. <laughs> I think I started having these problems like in my mid twenties. Yeah, and was in the bathroom in the bathroom at my parents' house, and my mom was in her room, and I was just like, "Oh my god, these are like the most like they felt like I was having contractions, like they felt like inside my vagina." Oh. And I was like, "I don't know how am I gonna have how am I gonna make a baby if I feel like this?" My mom's like, "You get over it; it's gonna feel better." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> Like the penetration is gonna make it feel better. Jojo ass answer. <laughs> you be alright. That's, that's my parents' reaction. That's how bad they want grandbabies. But like, I as was long like, as you don't die, they will be fine. I honestly thought the same. I'm like, how am I supposed to make a baby if I feel like they this? They have mine. Jesus. They can have Nelson if they want a grandchild. <laughs> Dad will be like, he don't never shut up. <laughs> like the pre-cramps i never been like so anxious before a period like it's That's bad me too. the anxiety, it's, is the anxiety and like the negative thoughts this is what i've noticed with like my fucking period like oh the negative God. thoughts that come in my brain is like a problem i'll be thinking about killing people is that weird I told you about the dream I had the other night about just yeah. killing all these racist white supremacists. And it's not even anger. Like, in, in, like I daydream about it when I'm close to my period, and it's not in a malicious way. <laughs> it's like logistic. Like, you if it's for like, this shit. 
Yeah, if it's four of us and one of us, I gotta go. Or if somebody harms my mom and I gotta torture them. Well, that's How malicious. You do it? Yeah, that's <laughs> malicious because I would fuck them up. But like, yeah, I think about weird shit like having to take a human body apart. Like the grimmest hmm. shit that you can think of runs through my mind. And you know, I'm always taking in some serial killer ass content. True. So that does not help you during my stop period. You listening to Bailey, child. It ain't even just Bailey. I found another girl that's oh, British. That's right. I listen to the pod, the My First Murder podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, maybe take a break during the period. I like time. it. I can't. I love it. Okay, so on the first episode of My First Murder, they say, like, <laughs> they think that women listen to this because they, women, it makes women feel safer in a sense. Well, yeah, because, like, it's educating a lot of the yourself times, on what a serial killer has done. These stories are, like, related to, like, what has happened to women, and so it's, like, you learn from these, what happens so to these women. So I take in all that information, which, in reality, I'm almost six feet tall, so I'm not even a prime target. Right. Like, um, I'm gonna make a stink like a motherfucker. I'm loud, okay, and also I don't want to go with you. I'm a divine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's branded. Are we allowed to say I that? Feel, I feel like Bailey would be cool with it if, if she found out. She might send us a cease and desist, and then we wrote back like, "Sorry, you funny." She'd be like, "All right." Like I feel like she's the coolest fucking person. Right? I would love to be her friend. Um, but no, I just think I don't know. It's bad. Yeah. I prefer like I was listening to. Friday show today. Yeah. And one of they had like a would you rather question about would you rather not know the difference between a baby and a bagel when you see it okay. or every time you sneeze you change sexes. Sneeze. And I was like in a heartbeat I'm sneezing. Are I, you I got allergies so I be sneezing a lot. <laughs> oh. And I was just like man I would force myself to sneeze just so I could walk around during my period as a man. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. I would have a goddamn aneurysm and die. <laughs> because I'd be like, no, if I change back to a woman, I will go on my period. I would be trying like, not to sneeze. Exactly. For that, that would be it. <laughs> like, if I haven't sneezed yet, and I just, it's like day one of my period, I'm give me some again. pepper, I'm sniffing that shit, and I'm going to sneeze, and I'm going to be a man. And if I have to sneeze again, like you said, we're going to have an aneurysm up in this it's bitch. That's it. Because we're not going back for a week. <laughs> Not only that, I'm going to be very real with you. I feel like the common discussion comes up of like, if you were the opposite sex, what would you do? And I would just be really nice to women for 24 hours. Not be creepy. No, not creepy. No, I'm just saying like, not be creepy. Not be creepy, but like, be hey, helpful. you really pretty. Or do you need me to get that for you? Or I don't want to make you nervous, but I noticed, can I help I'm not going to, I'm not going to make you nervous, but I'm going to move over this way just real quick. Or, yeah. or I see your... you, it's nighttime and we both walking. I'm just going to go the other way. Exactly. Like, I took her to the park, and this man, I had her far away. I'm talking about my puppy because she's so reactive. And this man walked so close to me, and I was just livid. And I called Nelson, and I told him, what makes me mad is when I'm out with Nelson, people stay so far away from me. And Nelson is the most unassuming man on the planet. I want you to walk Lincoln at night and see what happens. That man would have been mauled. No, it's not about so much being mauled. When I've walked Lincoln at night, and I've walked, like, and there's men, like, walking Uh towards us or anything, like, they are just, like... There's a part of me that wants her to get bigger so that I can have scary dog privilege. Because with Miles, nobody's coming with me. Exactly. The men had a lot of questions about him. She will fuck somebody up. Oh, so I'm like, he might have felt like I always tighten up on her. Not gonna do anything. Yep. But (laughs) I always tighten up on her leash anyway because she's so reactive that I'm like, and a great thing about her particular breed and pits. She's an American bulldog. Pit bulls. 
bully breeds and mastiff breeds. My favorite thing about those breeds is they're intuitive as fuck. They are right. intuitive dogs. Because, like, she's become very friendly, but I've noticed that, like, if we walk in along and I get on edge, she immediately oh, alerts. I think like, that's why I stopped walking Lincoln at night is because, like, I'm already on edge because yeah. it's nighttime. And, like, he's super on edge because, like, you transfer that shit into the leash when you're holding it. And like, she immediately <laughs> is like, what, mom? exactly i've had her for two weeks immediately she's like like we were walking one day i was on the phone with nelson and i try very often to clue him into the intricacies of navigating the world as a woman even if men do not find you attractive they will bother you Uh which is number one the thing that pisses me off like why top notch why i have a power move here Uh uh-uh but then on top of that it's oh god we gotta pause (laughs) Oh, we were talking about, sorry y'all we had to pause because noise happened but we were talking about navigating the world like as a woman and like I was telling Nelson I was on the phone with him and I was walking Ricky and I saw a man at the park look down see me he was leaving the park he's getting into his car and he looked up and saw me mm-hmm. and then he just stood there and stopped and waited and just waited and I was on the phone with Nelson, and I was like, you know, the worst fucking thing about a woman is when you see a man waiting for you. And he's like, what do you mean by that? And I'm like, a complete stranger man. A complete stranger that you've never met in your life sees you and just waits for you to pass them. It wasn't even night yet. It was getting like, it was like dusk. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that shit is frustrating because why can't I just exist in the world at mm-hmm. this point? Like, do I have a shirt on that says like, oh, talk to me. Well, all men oh. just think that, you And know. that's annoying. Because then they are pissed if you don't want to talk. Oh, I was just trying to talk if you don't have to be a bitch or whatever the fuck else. You don't know my day. You don't know if I have a boyfriend. And if I don't have a boyfriend, that don't matter. There are plenty of women in this world who are fucking fine alone. I'd be lying, though. What do you mean? Like, I'd be like, I got a boyfriend or I got a girlfriend. I'd be like, that ain't none of your motherfucking business. (laughs) I have said I have a girlfriend because that's fun for me. But, like, I also do have a girlfriend. Don't start this shit. I mean, I was going to say, um, the the question of sexuality is up in the air for everybody in this room. (laughs) Sam has a girlfriend. I don't have a girlfriend. But like, talk about you. (laughs) So you do have one. That's me. You know who my listening is? Is Rose. Because that's who I thought you was talking about. I do love me. We just got to stop saying names. I'm sorry. Don't be mad, please. (laughs) I don't think she'd be mad, but... If she oh, is, I do love her so much. Um, <laughs> but no, being on your period is bullshit. It's the absolute worst. The you know you wanted to talk about things that we learned recently about our periods. Mine oh my has been my f- most favorite one. Period fact that I've learned recently is by far the fact that the hormone that is coursing through us most on our period is testosterone. Mm-hmm. So when men are like, "Oh, you're being such a bitch. Are you hormonal?" We can just be like, yes. We're being like, yo ass, mother. This is you. This is what it's like dealing with you. I said that to Nelson. He was upset. He was like, no, it's not. I'm like, Google that shit. Here's the thing, though, for me. I have PCOS. Yeah. Maybe that could possibly be a conversation. A I don't know episode. anything about it. It could be very educational. That would be very educational. But as a quick, like, intro into it, like, PCOS, your hormones, you, women typically, are they back already? Yeah. Jesus. How do I do this? Stop. Pause. Pause. I don't think you have to push record. Okay, we good. Yeah. Um. So PCOS, typically, you already have, like, your hormones are already out of balance, out of whack. And women typically 
already hold some testosterone in their hormones. Uh-huh. But with PCOS, you carry more testosterone. Huh. So that's why a lot of people, a lot of women with PCOS, that's why your cycle gets really fucked up. Oh, and depending. they get like, is that why they grow like mustaches? And that's why a lot of them carry like hair in different yeah. places more than most women and stuff. So it's like a usually a sign like when you're getting tested for PCOS, like there's blood tests and stuff that they can do, obviously, uh-huh. but like your weight has a lot to do with it. Like it's so hard for you to lose weight, easy for you to gain. Um, so tell me if this is insensitive. Do skinny women get PCS more, do you think? Or, like, do bigger it, women? PCOS is different for every woman. Okay. And, and it affects women differently. So, okay. for me, it's definitely a weight thing. Yeah. Sometimes a little facial hair. Not, I mean, I feel like a lot of women have facial hair in general. Every woman has facial hair. So, but, like, for me, it's definitely a weight thing because my cycle is usually on the knot, on the nose. Yeah. And, and that's why the women who have PCOS have a hard time getting pregnant. Huh. Because the testosterone takes your cycle off okay. balance and it's hard for you to know when you're ovulating yeah. and all of that stuff. So like for skinny one, like who was it? Um, John and Kate plus eight. Yeah. Kate has PCOS. She's skinny. How the fuck does she have so many kids? Because she got in vitro. Oh yeah. So a lot of women who have PCOS have problems getting pregnant. Don't they, get in vitro. Cause I'm not going to help you listen, with kids. I do want like twins though. I would love twins. I'll help you with twins. Cause then we can, you mean you can match outfits and they can match outfits. Okay. Everybody's gonna be matching <laughs> like a motherfucker. People are gonna be like, "Are you the mother?" And I'm gonna be like, "Yes." And then your husband gonna be behind me like, "No." <laughs> Wait. So you were talking? Oh, the testosterone. Like that's what you've learned. Yeah, Something that, was my that I've thing learned that I from TikTok was, which I thought was just me, that like all my underwear looks bleached. Yeah, I'm wearing one pair right now. <laughs> And I thought it was just, and I just thought there was something wrong with me. And I'm like, why is my underwear like this all the time? Yeah. And I don't know. I follow like one gynecologist on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I think she was one that was speaking about like your discharge as acidic. And that's why your underwear turns bleached. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? So it's not just me. And then I brought it to your attention. You're like, yeah, I have that too. And I was like, I took that off. That's why I wanted to share it today, because I'm like, At one point, I was like, when I was younger, I was like, did I accidentally get bleach in the water? <laughs> I used to think all the time, actually, is this bleach in it? Do I get bleach in here? No, it's just my vagina. It's just the bleach discharge things. that comes with having a vagina. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's just great. Hence why, if I had to choose, I'm going to pick sneezing. Put my armpit, Harry. You know what? I ain't shaving that shit either. And I'm wearing a tank top. What? I think that's like the thing though. Like that's the thing now. You know what? It's why do we have trends like that? Why and is you, like I don't even do bodily... it to be trendy. I had just reached a point of not caring. No, I know, but like that's you know, it's like in fashion ads and whatnot. Uh huh. I don't care anymore. I don't understand why women's bodies are such a trend. I saw something earlier that says we need to really talk about how curvy women are sexualized in every instance. Because somebody told this Burger King worker who was curvy in a Burger King uniform that she was distracting her husband. First the fuck of all, there's a special place in hell for women that say, "Um, you're distracting my husband. He's a grown-ass man. He is a grown-ass man. And that that is a child, typically, that you are talking to, that you are telling that is distracting your husband. 
So if he's that easily distracted, he probably needs to be committed. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And also you can exist in the world in any body shape because I feel like a big movement that I love so much is plus size women really loving their bodies. Don't talk too much about this because I have this written down as like I want to talk about like the fat phobia thing right now. Okay, we won't talk about and it. I really wanted to get like your aspect, like your thoughts on it and stuff like that. So I don't don't well, go I got too a lot deep to say on. too, but I'm I was almost, almost <laughs> I was like that's but a good anyway, topic. <laughs> getting away from that, I feel like what is not discussed is women who are born with curvier figures always being sexualized. Mm-hmm. And that's not fucking fair like damn can i exist where do you think that comes from though you know i'm gonna say slavery right Mm -hmm. i think it comes from slavery i think there's Mm -hmm. lots in history about how curvier slaves were literally exhibited in museums and owned by these museum owners and also fucked by them against their wheels Mm well so raped and i think now Every time a man sees a curvy woman, she is a thing to be looked at. She is not humanized. That's what, yeah. What I started thinking, like, I, because, like, art history was, like, one of my, I don't like history, but, like, art history was, like, my favorite thing. Yeah. In college and in high school. And, like, you think about, like, all of, like, your statues and everything from, like, Greek time, whatever era that is. Like, all of it is based around, like, the curvier women. And, like, that's what they idealized for such a long period of time. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of that like kind of just like carried over into today's society. Yeah. And of sense because then there's also like I said like I want to talk about another podcast people don't like fat women, but it's like all there's displayed so much wrapped up in history it's about all that. displayed in don't art. Don't start and shit. this. Don't start this. Cuz I have so much to say. <laughs> I can't think I brought this up because that's a good I have that's, so much okay. I've done so much research on it. Not just because of you, but, like, my sister's overweight, mm-hmm. and Allison used to be overweight, and, like, I used to have negative views about fat women, mm-hmm. and honestly, it ain't none of my goddamn business, number one, okay? <laughs> and also, nothing about your life is different because you weigh more, so, like, we don't need this, we're gonna wait. We're gonna save that for I get very episode. angry That'll about this the shit. next episode. Yeah, but I just think, women can't fucking exist, like, legitimately, like, and I've said this to people, and they kind of scoff at it, people that are not black women, but I'm like, black women are the most hated thing on the planet, bar none. Mm-hmm. You black and you got a vagina? How dare you? It's horrible. My yeah. parents told me that shit when I was, like, hella young. Yeah. It's, it's... going to be hard for you because you black yeah. and you're a woman. And I feel like it's a different hard for you. Not an easier or a harder one because that is another, it's probably a whole nother episode. But, like, it's a different heart for you because you're biracial. So then you yeah. constantly have that the tug of not episode. fitting into a no world. Like, that's something that I talk about to people all the time. Because now my niece is biracial. But, like, I didn't know that that was an issue for you until you brought it up to me when we were at a party. And one of our friends said something about you not understanding because mm. something because you're biracial. Mm-hmm. It really hadn't occurred to me how big a thing that, like it goes unnoticed and people very often because you're biracial are like well she wouldn't understand i'm like why the fuck wouldn't she she don't fit in with white people or black people she is being constantly told by every other race that there is not a place for her pretty much so if anybody understands hate and being fucking marginalized it's probably the person that don't fit nowhere even though she's a part of a lot of different shit like I don't know. Um, So that's another i should write that down yeah i feel like that's a really good conversation because like now i have like a biracial niece and I'm like okay so how do I make sure that I'm not addressing her wrong mm-hmm. because it's easy when she's around her family that's black to take 
for me to say something that I would say in casual conversation around black people that could affect her differently mm-hmm. or hit her ears differently. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever want to do or that. Make, or offend her different, like. And I wouldn't know her. because I'm not biracial. And I, I'm like, I feel like a thing that I tried to do as a black woman, because they're so little, but a thing that I try to do is recognize my privilege in certain areas. Like I've done a whole that lot is, of research is... on fat phobia in this country and how I have perpetuated it myself mm-hmm. because I do have skinny privilege. Mm-hmm. I have to admit that I don't like it. It makes me sick. It's fucking gross. And there is shit that I will never understand, mm-hmm. but that is also the same shit that I want to make sure that I see because if somebody crosses you or anybody else I love that happens to have a bigger body in front of me, I will rip you a new asshole. Oh man. Like, Oof. you're not coming for my fucking I people. I love that term. That sounds so Like, fucking... that's, to me, that's what being an advocate is. It's knowing that because of the privilege that I have as this person. Oh, for sure. I cannot understand how you feel, but exactly. I can also protect the fuck out of you. Yeah. I can also make sure that you don't experience any negative things based on that around me. I can also mm-hmm. experience, make sure that you understand that, like, my privilege doesn't make me blind. And also, I got your fucking back. So, like... With Kennedy, it's the same thing. I have to recognize where my privilege is that I fit in with a group of people because of my skin color. Mm -hmm. And she might not always have that, and you might not always have that. Right. And I have to make sure that I don't say anything to make her feel marginalized around me or make her feel excluded or make her feel hurt. And if she ever brings it to me, that I handle it correctly because what I feel like so many people miss is that the human response is to want to defend yourself. You will always want to defend yourself. For everybody wants that. And that's okay. But you need that second to take a breath and recognize that, like, this wasn't said to attack me. This wasn't mm-hmm. said to hurt me. And this, in this instance, their feelings are more important than mine. Mm-hmm. So, like, I do try to recognize my privilege in so many areas because, like, I have skinny privilege. I have fitting in with the culture privilege. Mm-hmm. And everybody does it. And, like, it's hard to recognize that. And it's frustrating. But, like... I am going to beat your ass if you say something to one of my fat friends or one of my mixed friends or anybody that's different than me Yeah, that I'm privileged to not deal with whatever they're dealing with. Like, I'm going to beat your ass. So, I ain't the one. Um, anyway, we got to go, y'all. Thanks for listening about, yeah. you know, periods, PMS, mm. and Leave it on an intense we went on note. Some, we, yeah, that was a tense note. We're probably prepping up for the next episode. Yeah. So, thanks for listening. Bye! Bye! Okay, wait. Why did I hit record again? Oh, Jesus. I've done something. You kept... Stop.